0: We worship you in this place. We honour you, Jesus. Romans 5, verse 6 says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good, But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right with God in sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son, while we were sinners and still enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God, because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. How amazing is that? How incredible is that? The saving work of Jesus for you and for me. You can take a seat this morning. Welcome to City Church this morning. It's great to have you joining with us today as we celebrate the victory of Good Friday. And Good Friday is truly a a moment where we reflect upon the work of Jesus on the cross. We look back and we remember the victory that was won for us, that our sin and our shame was taken on that cross, that the blood of Jesus was spilled for you and I. The consequence of sin was dealt with by Jesus. And so Good Friday is a time that we reflect. It's a time that we look back. It's a time that we remember. But it's also a time that we rejoice. It's a time that we look back and we think about all that Jesus has won for us. Because the truth is, let's not fool ourselves. We know how this ends. We know what happens on Sunday. We know the victory of the cross. We know what that means for you and I. We know that it's changed the story of our lives and so we can rejoice on Good Friday because we know what that sacrifice means. Good Friday, it's a time where we, we remember and we look at the communion table as Jesus gathered with his disciples and had that last supper. We remember in those moments what Jesus was Conveying to his disciples the importance of what was about to take place. On Good Friday, we remember the cross of Calvary. We remember the fact that Jesus bled and died for you and I. And on Good Friday, as I'll explain in a few moments, we remember the completed work of Christ checkmate. God put everything in place. So that we could have redemption from our sins, so that we could know salvation and hope in Jesus. So, you don't win a football game without a price. You don't win an award for acting or dancing or singing without a cost, without a price. You don't win any academic accolades without a price. You don't win an Olympic medal without a price. And you don't win the salvation of the world without a price, without a cost. And this morning we remember victory and remember the price of victory and what that cost, that Jesus would come down to earth for you and I on a rescue mission to save us from our sins. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says it this way, but thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Good Friday, we remember the price that was paid. We remember the cost to win our salvation. This morning we're about to partake in communion together. So feel free to prepare your emblems this morning. The communion table. I look back and I... I think on Good Friday about that last supper, that moment of the disciples gathering together with Jesus. And it recounts the story of events in Matthew 26, verse 17, it says, on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? As you go into the city, he told them, you will see a certain man. Tell him, The teacher says, My time has come, and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared the Passover meal there. When it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the twelve. While they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, Am I the one, Lord? He replied, One of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me. For the Son of Man must die, as the Scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. Judas, the one who would betray him, also asked, Rabbi, am I the one? And Jesus told him, you have said it. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and he blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples saying, this, take it, is my body. And he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them, each of them. He said, each of you drink from it for this is my blood which confirms the covenant between God and His people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many, you and I. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Then they sang a hymn and went on to the Mount of Olives. I think about that communion table the disciples all seated around, each person taking their place, ready to eat, maybe unaware of the importance of this moment. The last time they would have a meal with King Jesus in person. The last time they would sit around together and share communion and be reminded of this moment. And I think about how special this moment was. But I also think about the fact that around this communion table, this community, this gathering around the name of Jesus, around what Jesus was about to do, that sitting at that table was somebody that would betray Jesus, a deceiver, Judas. Sitting at that table was Peter who would deny Jesus three times. Sitting at that table was doubting Thomas, who would doubt the resurrection of Jesus. Sitting at that table was a group of disciples that when Jesus was crucified, they scattered and hid. To me, communion reminds me that just like the disciples that at times were unfaithful, at times would sin and make mistakes and were riddled with failures and faults, Jesus invited them to have a seat at the table. And communion reminds me that even with my failures and faults, Jesus has made a way for me to have a seat at the table. Good Friday reminds me that I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have it all together. Jesus invites me to sit with him, to remember the finished work of Jesus, what he won on that cross. The bread and the wine, which symbolized his blood and his body, was broken for my sin. And I'm invited to have a seat at that table. And today, you're invited to have a seat at the table. Whether you've done this hundreds of times before or whether this is the first time you've partaken in communion, we right now are going to take a moment where we take communion together. And it's a reminder for all of us that Jesus has won the victory for us. His body was broken. His blood was poured out so that we could know salvation in Jesus. He paid for the consequences of our sin so that we can know victory in Christ. So let's take the bread this morning, which symbolizes God's body. We take this bread right now as a symbol of your body, Jesus. And we remember what you won for us on that cross. take the cup this morning which reminds us of the blood of Jesus that was poured out on that cross let's partake this morning together oh Lord this morning we remember what that communion table meant As events were about to unfold, as you were about to head towards the cross and you would be deserted and abandoned by your disciples, you still invited them in. You still gave them a seat at the table. You still welcomed them as family and you loved them, even in their sin. And today, Lord, we remember the communion table, that we are all welcome. We all have a seat at the table, that our sins are forgiven. That as we remember communion, we remember the victory that you've won for us. We honour you today and worship you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it didn't just stop at the communion table. Jesus, he went to the cross. And on Good Friday, we remember the communion table. But we also remember the cross of Calvary. We remember what Jesus won for us on that cross. John 19 verse 17 says, So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him. And with him, two others, one on each side, and Jesus in the middle. See, the cross is a reminder of the crucifixion. It's a reminder of the pain. It's a reminder of the sacrifice. It's a reminder that our sins were dealt with. And the crucifixion was a painful death. It was designed and created to humiliate. The people that were being crucified on that cross were stripped naked and beaten, bleeding. Jesus was put a crown of thorns on his head and he was put on that cross to be humiliated. The pain of those nails piercing into his hands and into his feet are a reminder that Jesus would stop at nothing for your salvation, that his love for you would stop at nothing as those nails were beaten into his hands and beaten into his feet, we remember how much God loved us, how much God does love us. The brutality of that death meant that oftentimes people died because they couldn't get a breath in. They couldn't raise their body again to be able to receive a breath. It was horrible. It was public. It was humiliating. It was excruciating. In fact, that's why they get the name crucified. of excruciating because that's what they wanted to create but for us the cross is both a symbol of pain and a symbol of hope because it reminds us that it wasn't just some person dying on the cross it was savior king jesus that came and died on the cross of calvary for you and i see just like a sunrise after a dark night just like the joy of a child after the pain of childbirth just like the emergence of the pink flannel flowers after a bushfire. We see the cross of Jesus Christ as a symbol of hope for humanity. After the, the pain of the cross became the hope of humanity. What it meant for us. See it says in 1 Peter 2 verse 24, He himself bore our sins. In his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you were healed. By his wounds you were healed. See the scars in Jesus' hands, the scars in his feet are a reminder of how much he loves us. A couple of months ago, I was out riding my motorbike and doing what you should never do on a motorbike, wearing shorts. <laughs> I know, some people are going to talk to me after the service today. <laughs> and I stopped to get fuel, filled up, filled up some fuel in the bike and I came back out to get back on the bike and the pipes were s- super hot and I was very lazy getting back on the bike And as I mounted to get back on the bike, my inside of my leg burned on the pipe. And there's nothing you can do once you get that sting. It's like, oh my gosh, that is going to blister. That's going to have all the pus that comes up. Oh, it's going to hurt. And sure enough, it didn't disappoint. It scabbed over and it really hurt. And, and, And now I've got this scar on the inside of my leg. It kind of feels like a badge of honor, though. Because <laughs> I love my motorbike, and it reminds me of riding my bike. It reminds me of how much I love it. And I think about Jesus. When we look at Jesus and we look at the scars in his hands and his feet, we look at the pain that that caused, but we're also reminded today Of the love of Jesus for you and I. We look at those scars and it's a symbol of how much Jesus loves humanity. How much even in your sin and failure that God loves you. How much even when it feels like you don't get it right, Jesus has made it right. He sorted it all out. Even when you don't feel worthy, it's a reminder that the grace of Jesus Christ is there for you. You can never outrun God. You can never get too far gone for God. He loves you. And I guess as Jesus was thinking about creation, I guess he was thinking, how can I show the world that I love them? I can't think of a better way than that cross cross of calvary for you and for me for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved it is the power of god yeah. see the cross is often in the form of a tattoo or a necklace or a picture but it's more than that it's more than just a crucifixion symbol it's more than just a a picture of pain it's a picture of hope. The cross is the power of God outworked on the earth for you and for me. And finally this morning we're reminded not just of the communion table, not just of the cross of Calvary. We are reminded on Good Friday of the completed work of Jesus. In fact, Jesus said this later, knowing that everything had now been finished. And so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine and vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it. They put the sponge on a stalk, and plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he received the drink, Jesus said, as he hung there on the cross, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. The enemy thought that he'd won. The enemy thought that he'd defeated Jesus. The enemy thought my plans that I had in place have worked. The chessboard of life that that had been kind of worked out and the enemy had been working to see Jesus decimated on the earth to see the people that jesus created reject jesus he'd done all that he could to turn people against jesus as the crowds yelled crucify him crucify him see a smile on satan's face he thought you know what i've won i've won the victory but jesus outsmarted him jesus understood the chessboard He understood what was taking place and Jesus moved into a position of checkmate on Good Friday. Good Friday reminds me that everything was put in place for spiritual victory for you and I. When he said those words, it is finished, it's because Jesus knew that he had positioned everything. He had organized and orchestrated so that on that Good Friday cross... That Jesus had taken our sin and our failure, and the grace of Jesus Christ was about to be poured out on humanity. And I think for all of us, it's a reminder that Good Friday isn't defeat, Good Friday is victory. It's the positioning, it's the understanding that Jesus was putting himself in this place to say, Victory is coming. Yeah, the victory of the cross. Humanity will look back at this moment and understand. Checkmate. <laughs> and he thought it was over. And as Jesus laid in that tomb, the enemy thought that he'd won. See, the enemy had no idea that heaven was just counting. <laughs> One, two. Three, and it was all over all that was left was to claim the victory the positioning had been done the enemy had been placed in a position of checkmate by Jesus and all that was left was a resurrection Sunday the victory parade the triumph of the cross the understanding that everything was taken care of the completed work of Jesus. As Jesus rested and waited, He knew victory was His. Victory is ours. And that's why on this Good Friday, whilst we reflect and remember and it's somber when we think about the pain of Jesus, more than that, there's a celebration of the victory. Victory. Understanding that we have won the victory through Jesus Christ. He's moved us to a position of checkmate. Nothing, sin, your failure, your past. It no longer has power over your life. Jesus has moved you into a position of victory. So this Good Friday, we celebrate. This Good Friday, we remember we have hope in Jesus. Colossians 2 verse 13 says, When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He took it away nailing it on the cross and having disarmed the powers and authorities He made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them on the cross checkmate Good Friday it's a moment of victory it's a moment where we've received the forgiveness of our sins so this morning all that's left is for you to claim your victory to receive relationship with Jesus, to receive the forgiveness of your sins. And all over this place this morning, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads this morning. I want you to consider your life. Consider your spirit. Do you know Jesus personally? Are you connected with Him? He loves you. He's got plans and purposes for your life, your sin, your shame, your failure. Has no hold or grip on you anymore, as you lay your life down to Christ, as you accept and receive all that He has for you, as you repent from your sin and you turn to Jesus. Today is simply a victory parade, as you receive His love, as you receive all He's won for you. And this Good Friday, I want to ask you the question: Now, there's some people in here this morning. Did you want to receive that victory. You want to receive that relationship with Jesus. You want to make sure your heart is made right with God this morning. What I'm going to ask you to do in a moment is lift your hand as a sign of saying, yeah, that's me. I want to receive that victory this morning. I want to receive salvation. I want to receive the forgiveness of my sins. And I want to understand the victory of knowing God for myself. So with every eye closed and every head bowed this morning, if that is you, And you'd say, you know what? I want to receive salvation this morning. I want to receive that relationship with Jesus. I ask you right now, why don't you lift up your hand in this place? It's a sign of saying, yeah, that's me. I see that hand. 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 Anybody else this morning that would say, I want to make that decision. Fantastic. I see that hand. The greatest decision you can ever make, is there anybody else this morning that would say, yeah, that's me. I want to receive my victory. I want to receive my salvation. Fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, this is what we're going to do. Right now, I can see a number of hands that have been lifted up in this place. What we're going to do together this morning is we're going to pray together what's called the salvation prayer. It's a prayer of victory. It's a prayer giving our life over to Jesus. And as we pray this prayer this morning, I want every person, The sound of my voice, whether you're here or whether you're online, let's pray this prayer, understanding the victory that the cross has won for us. As I pray it this morning, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. And so this morning, let's receive that victory, and receive that relationship with Jesus. Would you repeat after me as I pray this morning? Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. For my sins and mistakes, I'm sorry. I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. Help me to live each day for you. And to serve you only. All the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's a victory lap. From this moment on, your life is a victory lap. Understand you live in victory. Victory, Good Friday. We remember the price of victory. We remember the triumph of the cross and what that means. So God, this morning, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice that we would live this day different. We would live from this moment different, knowing that we live from a position of victory. That our sins were nailed to the cross. That our failures and mistakes are taken care of. And you declared it is paid in full. Paid in full. In Jesus' name. And we receive that victory this morning. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're going to do this morning. We have an item song right now. It starts off with the team teaching you this song but it ends with us worshiping Jesus. So why don't you just prepare your hearts this morning as we worship Jesus and finish this service right.